You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. In the fall each year we all congregate The pals all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Munson Our favorite verse, my God, a freshman Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the lane Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Excited to be joined today by TJ Callaway. TJ is the owner and founder of Onward Reserve, and he is most importantly a damn good dog and a and a Georgia graduate. So, TJ, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So, I guess first off, just tell us a little bit about your journey to Georgia and the role that that UGA kind of played in in your path. Um. So. My dad went to Georgia, um, but I grew up in South Georgia, and my mom, I guess this is a confession coming out of the gate, my mom went to Florida State, and we were only about 30 minutes from the stadium, and she had tickets there, so I grew up a Florida State fan, but, um, you know, knew I wanted to go to Georgia, and, um, you know, as soon as I got there, it was, I mean, how you know, Athens is, is about the best place on earth, so how could you not? fall in love immediately. So, you know, had a really, really awesome experience there. And then, um, frankly, I think that, uh, UGA in general has, has been maybe more impactful, um, for me post graduation than it, than it even was there. So, you know, we obviously, uh, I founded our, our business there in Athens. Our first store was downtown, um, on a reserve on Clayton street. And then, um, you know, I lived there, um, after school, I moved to Atlanta and did banking stuff for a while. And then about four or five years later, I moved back to Athens, um, to found on a reserve. So I lived there for another, another almost kind of college stint. I was there for three or four years before moving. Um, you know, we're, we're back in Atlanta now, but, um, you know, it's, it's been incredible and I've, I've stayed involved, um, really since graduation, I was the, I was the president of the young alumni board for the business school a few, you know, probably gosh, 10 years ago now. Um, and then I, I serve on the alumni board, UGA alumni association board 
now. So it's, it's been really fun. And, you know, we're, we're donors and volunteers with the McGill society with athletics. So it's been really fun to get involved in lots of different buckets. Um, and you know, it's, it's really amazing how much different stuff goes on, um, on campus. I mean, it's a, it's a huge organization. So it's been very impactful. So I want to unpack a little bit of that. First thing is grew up a Knowles fan. So what, when, um, when did you graduate from Georgia? What year? So I was 07 from Georgia. So I timed it pretty well. I, I'm, I pretty much moved to Athens with Mark Rick, or maybe he beat me by a little while. But Great timing. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, yeah, it was good, good timing for everybody. But I mean, you know, it was, it was pretty wild times growing up and, you know, not really appreciating what you were what you were watching down there. But, you know, that was that was kind of in the heyday of FSU, which is, is they've fallen quite a bit. But, um, you know, but, it, it, you know, Rick was obviously a phenomenal coach and and it was it was cool to watch him kind of transform Georgia into being relevant again. Yeah. So my older brother is a huge Florida State fan, has been for years. And, you know, man, the 90s, Florida State was it. I mean, they yeah. were. I mean, Coach Bowden was getting every good recruit in the country. I mean, he was he was essentially recruiting then, like Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are recruiting now. I mean, if, yeah. if you were a kid that was good at ball, that's where that's where you went. So, well, that's funny. So, um, when you so did you you went to Terry School when you were at? Uh, at I did. So yeah, I was um, yeah I was a I was a finance major and you know so entered Terry just undergrad. I didn't go to business school, but um, undergrad graduated with a with a major from Terry. Yeah. Now you said when you graduated, you had initially been in the banking field. Had you always had an entrepreneurial spirit and just hadn't, didn't have the, didn't leap yet when you got done with school or what was the origin story of going, you know what? I don't know if I really want to be involved in the banking field. Maybe I want to do something else. Um, I think I did. I mean, my dad was in banking. Um, I, you know, I guess when I was a little kid, I always, you know, you hear how, you know, if you want to make a bunch of money, you want to be an investment banker. So I was like, okay, I guess I should do that. Um, but uh, in reality, I, as far as, you know, unsolicited just business advice, and I, I tell students this that I work with, it, it, if, even if you want to be an entrepreneur, it really, it helps to get out there and get some real professional experience, um, not only for the experience, but, you know, when you're starting a company and you say, oh, hey, I'm a former investment banker and this is what I'm going to do, that gets taken a lot more seriously than, hey, I graduated from college two days ago. This is what I want to do. Um, right. Then that's just the harsh reality. And I, I don't, I in no way encourage entrepreneurship because to answer your question i think i just am a very entrepreneurial person the kind of quick bullet point answer to you know people say why did you leave you know an investment banking job and and the the, the answer is i had an entrepreneurial and a creative itch that weren't being scratched and i never in a million years if you'd asked me when i was in college or at any time prior if you had said you know i would be in the apparel business or in the fashion world that was not even on the radar. Um, but I love it. I mean, I, I really love the creative aspects of it. I love, you know, it's been amazing how it's given me a, a really good reason to stay plugged in in Athens and with UGA. And, you know, I really, I, I wouldn't trade it. I've, I've loved the, the journey. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the bank. I'm glad I'm not there anymore, but um, it was good experience. And then I, uh, I realized I needed to get out and do something. And I looked at all kind of different stuff and, and we started, um, you know, onward was online first. And so we got some good traction and, and I left the bank and, and then opened the store in Athens and the rest is history. What and year we, did you open the first store in Athens? 2012. So almost 10 years ago. Um, and yeah, it's been incredible. I mean, Athens put us on the map. I mean, we, we, we would not be what we are today without that store and all of the loyal customers that have, that have really, you know, discovered us in Athens and then taken us with them wherever they go after school. So I'm I'm super thankful for that. And were y'all store contents in 12 similar to what they are now? Was your inventory similar or has, has that kind of evolved over the last, you know, eight years? It's evolved a lot. So we, um, you know, we started as a specialty retailer selling, you know, I mean, gosh, we had at one point we had a, upwards of a hundred different brands that we carried in our store and online. Um, and then over time, what we realized that we really wanted to be able to curate a collection you know, on our own and, and make it exactly what we wanted it to be. So over time, we've, we've developed the skill set and the team to design um, goods right here. And we design apparel in our Atlanta showroom and then it's manufactured all over the world, really. I mean, it's it, depending on the category, you know, we want to get it from the from the place that's going to give us the best um, intersection of of quality and value. So, um, you know, we manufacture stuff all over the world and that's, uh, that's kind of the mix. Now we still have some brand. I mean, we're not going to, we're not one of these brands, which a lot do where we're going to just kind of knock off everything. You know, we, if a brand like Smathers and Branson needlepoint belts and accessories is we do a ton of business with them. I have no interest in, in, you know, trying to get into that business. They've been a great partner for us. They're the market leader in what they do. So we still partner with them on that, you know, barber jackets out of um, England, you know, we're not going to make a knockoff barber jacket, which many other brands have done. I mean, we, if, if someone is really known for what they do, then, then we respect that in a major way. We just have, you know, our core products and our core categories, we have developed, you know, kind of what we want our look to be. And, and some of those brands complement it and we've kept them around. And then, you know, some of them we've, we've dropped over time. Um, but that's the biggest shift is that we were originally just a, you know, a, a retailer and now we really are a, a true kind of multi-channel um, brand that just happened to start it as a retailer, which is pretty unique. Well, I can't not talk to you about y'all's UGA focused stuff. Y'all have some, one of my favorite, I guess, logos that y'all have is the dog with the gator in the mouth. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just, that's fantastic. And then I love the stuff that y'all have done with Steve Penley. How did that partnership materialize and, and what's that relationship like? So with the, um, the Georgia, Florida, that's actually an old, um, it's the Jacksonville Bulldog Clubs logo. And we kind of, oh, cool. I saw it on, uh, like one of my friends had like bought an old shirt on eBay or something. And, and that's where I saw the logo. Um, and then we have kind of popularized it. And we obviously worked with, you know, with UGA Athletics and with the Jacksonville Bulldog Club to, to get permission to use that. But we're that outside of the Jacksonville Bulldog Club, that logo is exclusive to us. So it's been a really, it's been a good one. And 
this time of year, especially. So that's, that's been a fun logo. Yeah. And, you know, on the artist side, we have that, that's been something that, um, you know, I, it's, I want things to be unique and I want things to be exclusive to us. So we've got uh, really a handful of artists. Now we've got about five different artists at the moment that we work with. Um, and one is Jamie Calkin. Oh, yeah. I love Jamie. His stuff's fantastic. Yeah. So they, um, you know, he's been really popular in Athens and with our UGA stuff. And, you know, obviously Penley's a great name. And then um, uh, we've got, um, Gosh, where am I? We got so many. There's uh we just added a, a guy, uh it's actually Chase Lawrence's little brother uh in Clemson. We have a store in Clemson. I probably shouldn't mention that on here, but um, <laughs> you know, that's that's been a cool one. And then Patrick Lewis here in Atlanta, who's who's really got a cool style and is is really great to work with and does a lot of custom stuff for us and turns it around. So we we kind of, you know, we created that space of, of putting unique art on the back of a t-shirt and you know we have exclusive arrangements with all the artists we work with so that they're you know they're working with us only so that's been um it's actually it's been a really great program both uga and just general lifestyle you know t-shirts that's that's been a really good one so you said the business had started as an as an online retailer. What was the kind of flashpoint moment where you said, "Hey, maybe we should should move into brick and mortar?" Or was brick and mortar always the long game for you, or is that something that kind of materialized as the business grew? I will give you a, the very deeply strategic way that we came along our store. I was in Athens working like crazy um, and did not really get out of my office much. It was kind of, I mean, I was still single and it was literally, I don't know how many hours there are in a week, but if I wasn't asleep, I was working. Um, and a friend um, was in town and called and said, you need to, you know, you got to get out and come meet us for a drink. And so I went downtown and I happened to be walking down Clayton street and the store where we are now Somebody had just put up a for lease sign that day. Um, and if you know the location, I mean, it's it's prime time location. So I oh, yeah. the next day and the landlord basically said, I've got five or six people that are interested, but I would I'd rather work with somebody local. If if you're interested, I need a check in the next 48 hours. So I had to go home and, you know, do some back of the napkin math and just figure out whether we thought we ought to try it or not. And, um, and really at the time, my train of thought was, okay, well kind of, here's what we need to do in order to break even. And I think we can do that much. And then, you know, we already had the inventory in our warehouse from the website. So we kind of just moved all the inventory into the store. And the vision was that it would just be, I was like, this is a really high traffic area so you know this will just be advertising for the website and if it breaks even great and it's been the best i mean we've got 12 stores now and it still is the best store in the company i mean it's it's really been incredible um from day one and i, I think a lot of that is our authentic connection to athens and and how people have embraced us um you know as part of of their athens experience so it, it was not not, uh, you know, it was certainly not as, you know, well designed as, as people might assume it was, but I'm, I'm very lucky that I was called uh, to go downtown that night. I'm sort of, a, I've become a pretty big believer in just kind of fate and things kind of happening the way they're supposed to. And that was a, that was a big one. 
that's just a lesson to all the listeners out there. Good things happen when you're in downtown Athens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm always interested in brands and how they come to be. So tell tell us why why Ornwood Reserve. How did the logo come to be? What's kind of what's kind of that background story? So um, I started the business with two friends. Um, they're both from Mississippi. One of them had been my roommate in Atlanta um, when we were both doing you know, finance stuff. And um, their family had a hunting place in, uh, in the Mississippi Delta in a little town area called Onward, Mississippi. And um, in that town and, and actually on their piece of property, uh, when Teddy Roosevelt was president, he had a you know, hunting excursion down to this property and the the owner at the time and the hunting manager were so determined that the president was going to kill a bear while he was there to hunt. They actually trapped one and like, you know, had it out in the area where he was going to be and (laughs) I guess released it or something. But um, essentially he kind of caught wind of what had happened and being the sportsman and conservationist that he was, uh, did, you know, chose not to shoot the bear and then, you know, this went the, you know, the old timey version of viral and kind of became national news. And it was a, it was a, there was a cartoon in the Washington Post about this hunting story. And then, you know, fast forward, a toy maker in New York wrote the White House and asked for permission uh, to make a plush bear and call it the teddy bear in the, you know, in response to this story. So and I, that's, what's kind of cool about the story. We were there, you know, on a hunting trip when, you know, the, the idea for all of this came up and then, you know, the logo is the bear because obviously who, you know, who can't relate to a teddy bear. And, and I had never heard that story. And I think that, that most people, you know, did, don't realize that that's where, you know, the old teddy bear thing came from. So it's, it's really a cool, um, it's a cool story. Don't quote me on this, but my wife and I used to live in Boston <clears throat> and I want to say that the toy store FAO Schwartz plays into that story. Um, very well may. Yeah. That, cause it yeah. Was, I do know it was a New York toy maker. So, I mean, it, it, it may very well have been them. That is really cool. That's what a, what a great story. I love that. I was a history major in college. So I love, I love stuff like that. That's, that's, that's that's a great background story. Well, um, tell us this, tell all the listeners, um, best places for them to find you. We'll obviously link the, uh, the link to the website on our show notes. Everybody can go scoop everything up. We've got, got dogs, dogs, gators coming up here in a couple of weeks. Everybody needs a new polo, I think, or at least a new hat or something. That's right. Um, so we'll, we'll, We'll shoot them there. And then if they are looking to go to brick and mortar stores, where are those 12 locations? Where can they access those? So obviously Athens, um, we've got a few in Metro Atlanta. We've got a store in Buckhead, um, really two. We've got our Buckhead store and then one at the Peachtree Battle Shopping Center. We're at Pine City Market and we're up at Avalon now. We just opened up in Alpharetta. Uh, And then in Georgia, we're in my hometown of Thomasville, uh, Athens, Atlanta. Then we're also in Charlotte and Chattanooga and we've, we're in Clemson. We're, um, most recently have moved some stores into Texas. We're in Dallas and, uh, in college station out there. Um, what am I forgetting? Well, it's actually, if you're in South Georgia, we've, we've, we've got an outlet now 
that is next door to our Thomasville store, which has been hugely successful. That even through this crazy year that we've been in there, Thomasville's store is actually up to last year because the outlet has been so successful. Um, God, who am I forgetting? Uh, there's forgetting somebody. Oh, Raleigh. We just opened uh, in Raleigh. Oh, cool. So we're kind of, yeah. you know, they're sort of smathered around. And then we've got, uh, we got about a hundred independent specialty stores that, that now sell our designs. So you can, you know, check our website or, or ask your local store if, if they, um, if they have us and why they don't have us if they don't. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Give them, <laughs> give them the business if they're, if they're not carrying on reserve. I like that. Well, Hey TJ, we close all our in- interviews the same way. We do something called the smart 16, which is 16 yeah. questions in honor of coach smart. So I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a match and we'll roll with them. Okay. Perfect. All right, so first one is, what's your middle name? Middle name is James. All right, who is your favorite dog of all time? I had to do a combo of uh, Sony and Chubb here. That's a good one. You know. 17 was a, was a heck of a year, brother. Package deal, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what is your favorite Georgia game uh, as a fan, as an alum? This is close, and I'm going to hit the other one and a few more, I think. But uh, Notre Dame and South Bend was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. My wife and I flew up into Chicago, drove into <clears> South Bend. <throat> how how wide was it being there and so many dogs also there? Like, it kind of felt like Athens North the whole weekend. And that's what was I – mean, I think that is what was so special about it. That was, that was cool. That, that's an experience that I certainly will not forget. Was y'all's experience too that the folks in South Bend, whether it be their hospitality people or just the folks that you interacted with, were just about as kind as they could be and kind of added? Oh, to was, the I mean, the, the entire experience was incredible. And frankly, I think it is, well, not I think, I mean, I, you can see it. It is it, that year and that trip um, made a, a serious impact on, on, you know, our fan base and our stadium and, and our town. And I think that they, you know, they really did a phenomenal job and, and we've picked up on, on some of the things that they did and have implemented those in Athens. So it, they, I think they're, they're very good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. What's your favorite rivalry that the dogs have? The cool thing about Georgia is how many, especially kind of over my limited, uh, you know, vintage here that you know that you hate so many different people for so many different reasons but i think <laughs> ultimately uh i think florida is the one that will stand the test of time there's a you know, there's another team out there that we've had bad luck with recently that i won't mention but i think florida is the one that no matter what you know you there's times where you hate tennessee but you know, who cares this year and then there's times when you hate auburn and when I was in school at Georgia, Alabama was still completely irrelevant. So, you know, I think there's there's ebbs and flows with a lot of our rivals, but Florida is the one that, you know, you always love to hate. And I grew up a Florida State fan, so I doubly hate Florida. Yeah, that, that's the one for, <clears throat> for me and Boss, my co-host, too. And it's, it's interesting. We thought that would be the prevalent answer in these interviews. And it's been Auburn so far, which, I mean, <laughs> makes sense. But, um, yeah. you know, Florida for me and I think for Boss, too, they could be coming to that game 0 and 6 and beating them would still be the best thing of the year for me. Like, yeah. I just, I love seeing them lose. So, yeah. and Auburn's um, a great rivalry and there's amazing history there, but I just, I don't hate them as much as I hate Florida. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, the, I'm the same on that, brother. I'm the same. All right. What's your favorite away stadium in the Southeastern Conference? 
Uh, I, this one is a little bit timely as as opposed to timeless, but um, I put Vanderbilt just because it seems like every time we go, it's a home game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we went we went last last year for the opener, and it was great. It was like kind of a, a Georgia party the whole weekend. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. And A plus town too. So you just best of both worlds. Yeah. All right. What is the loudest home game you've ever attended at Sanford Stadium? So when I, w- I was a freshman at Georgia in 2003 and got last minute good tickets to go to the SEC championship where LSU just waxed us. And then the next year we happened to have LSU at home. And I think that was the loudest game I've ever attended. And was- All right. You get to choose the headlining act at the Georgia theater. Who do you choose? So I said the future birds because, and they're, they're recent, but they were fraternity brothers of mine and I, you know, they've, they've done a good job. And so I, you know, that's who I picked. All right. I like that. All right. What's the cocktail you're mixing for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? Uh, Everybody who follows me knows I'm a big transfusion guy, which is a golf course drink. Um, And then, you know, my other would be bourbon and ginger ale. Uh, I'm not a bourbon Coke guy, but ginger ale. So I'm going to go on a tangent on that because there's ginger ale and a good transfusion too. So I, know, I noticed that when I was writing this down, uh, maybe I'm just a ginger ale guy. I don't know. So I grew up in a little area in Virginia called Tappahannock and I had kin that are from Lancaster County, which is in uh, Virginia's Northern neck. And there's a ginger ale called Northern neck ginger ale that I grew up drinking. Cool. And you know, it's like everything else you grew up with, you swear by it, right? Well, my wife read me an article last night that I guess they are discontinuing the product. No. Oh, it like it like cut me deep, brother. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get my dad to stock up for me before they yeah. before they cut the cut the cannon line off. But I'll have to get yeah. you some since you're a ginger ale man. I'll have to get you some That'd of that. Be cool. Yeah, yeah, it's right. good. It's good. All right. If you are back in Athens for one meal, you only get one meal. What's your favorite place to eat in Athens? Um, I say I still say last resort here, and it's uh, it's great because I have the ability to be in Athens at random times. So I can usually kind of, if I'm there for work, I can pop into last resort and uh, you know, it's hard to go on a game day or, or a parents weekend, but if you can just pop in on a Tuesday when it's not busy. Last resort has been a very popular choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Trying to come great. up with something that wouldn't be so generic, but it's just, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's yeah. I think it speaks to their product. So many people like it and, and are fond of it. So yeah, I love that. All right. Do you have any uh, game day superstitions as a fan? Shirts you got to wear, anything like that? I, I wear honor reserve from head to toe. <laughs> love that. Yeah, I, I think everybody that. should. Yeah, exactly. All right. What's your favorite Sanford Stadium pregame tradition? Whether it's Lone Trumpet, uh, Red Coat Marching Band coming out and spelling Georgia, Dog Walk. What do you love? It's a little bit of everything, but really the the trumpet is is probably I think the the coolest. Yeah, that's that's a hair stand up on your arm moment for sure. Okay, black jerseys, yes or no? I, you know, I the the most electric moments, one of the most electric moments in Sanford Stadium ever was the blackout Alabama until the game started. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not a I'm not there with it. No. <laughs> All right, what is the loss you're still not over? I I I put no comment. I think, uh, I, everybody I, knows. I think we all know what that one was <laughs> yeah that, that's been that's been almost a you unanimous answer so and yeah i get that about three of them so yeah but the yeah it's i can't talk about it 
<laughs> what is uh what's your order at the varsity so i this is not sound but i hope my doctor is not listening to this uh, <laughs> i try not to do this often but two chili dogs with fries and a chocolate milkshake i'm here for that brother i like that all right there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing noon kickoffs yes or no absolutely absolutely <laughs> both for personal reasons and for business reasons because we do a lot better on a on a night game and, and it's more fun to get the lights going and yeah no there, there should be no noon games yeah all right last question college football playoff expand to eight teams or fine how it is i honestly think that uh where we are right now is a good start and uh i think that it has allowed a lot more um activity than bcs did um who knows i mean maybe it gets expanded but you know you don't want to completely mess up the bowl you know the the tradition of bowl games and then I don't know. I, I think you, you expanded to eight and then whoever was number nine is going to want to expand it to 16. And then right. You, and you just can't go on forever. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a good start and, and certainly something that needs to continue, you know, being talked about. But I think that at four, you know, if you can't get into the top four, I think that that really has solved the problem of like, okay, well, number three really could have beat, you know, they could have won it all. Um, having four, if, if you're not in the top four, then you I mean, come on. Cause all I really care about ultimately is, is who wins the national championship. So I don't think, I don't think anybody gives, I don't think anybody cares who number three ends up being. So I think if you've got four good teams, uh, and they've all got a shot, then, you know, that's a good, that's not a bad solution, at least in there. All right. That, that completes the smart 16. I love it. That was fun. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Yeah, TJ, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. And, guys, make sure and go out and get suited up in your Ornwood Reserve gear, especially some dogs-based gear. And, look, two weeks, man. We got, we got to get everybody in the, in the dog with the, with the gator in its mouth. We all need yeah, that energy we'll right there. now. That will be fun. Yeah. And, yeah, you can follow us. I mean, our Instagram is just at Ornwood Reserve. And then, you know, my personal is, is at TJ Calloway 4 And, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Perfect, TJ. We'll link all that in our show notes and everybody go follow TJ, go follow Ornwood Reserve and make sure you're supporting a DJD. So we appreciate the time, TJ. Cool. Thanks, man. This was great. Hey, George is better now.